Hey, am I allowed to smoke weed on here? Oh, yeah, totally. I do it all cool. the time. All right, sweet. Do it right now. I'm your Cypher Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on their account of tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have a question or want to pitch me something or whatever, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Joining us for this chapter is Spike Worley, who plays guitar and uh, <clears throat> makes angry noises in Dust Lord. He's just getting up to speed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. I just really <laughs> wanted to hear the bong on there. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Spike from Dust Lord. Just, uh, Thanks for coming on. Anytime. You're just uh, you're settled out in uh, Oklahoma now. Dust Lord is originally from Colorado Springs, three piece band, and uh, they dropped. Uh, well, they have some new stuff out right now, um, but they did put out their full length last year, Machine Cult. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you are proficient with the axe. Um, so, uh, where did you? Did you have a, a musical upbringing or was it something that you found later on in life? Like what were your earliest earlier experiences with music? Oh yeah. I, I played music all my life. I, when I was a little kid, I was, when I was in the third grade, I played the cello. And then when I was in the sixth grade, I played the saxophone. So I always was around music. And then when I was 12 or 13 years old i found a guitar in the trash can an electric guitar <laughs> and and that was it man I, it changed my life forever <laughs> that, that's so funny you're like the second person to come on here and say they found a guitar in the trash and it With like changed. yeah you know funny about that also is it was a it was a strat copy so it wasn't anything really cool but it was a hondo 2 which i don't know if you're familiar with the lawsuit hondo guitars but i'm not because of that guitar i've had like a lifelong love affair with hondo knockoff guitars i think they're great i've owned probably like 10 or 15 of them so anyway <laughs> but uh yeah, so I played 
I played at, you know, as a kid and then I started playing the guitar and I, I really kind of sucked. And the more I get into this story, the more that I realize that this is a, this is a big story. So I, <laughs> I, I got involved with some drugs when I was a teenager and I wound up going to prison a couple of times. We'll just leave it at that. But, uh, when I was there, everywhere that I wound up happened to have like music programs. Like they actually had decent guitars and amplifiers and you could start bands and do all this shit. And I was like, well, you know, like I was, I was into playing the guitar, just kind of screwing around and I, I got nothing but time. So I'm <clears throat> dig my head into that. And, uh, well, that's what I did. I played the shit out of the guitar and I actually, uh, about half of the songs on Machine Cult, the, the debut record that we did, I wrote in prison with my friend Darius McCullough. Wow. And I kind of kept those riffs with me and was like, hey, these are kind of catchy riffs, you know? And uh, we, they just wound up sticking. So like probably at least two of the songs on Machine Cult, maybe three, but at least two of them I wrote when I was locked up. Damn. Yeah, I've had a lot of life, man. <laughs> so um, I would assume that Dust Lord is not your first band. No, no, not for me. I've had a whole, I, well, I've had, I was in a, a grindcore band called Catheter in the 90s, the, the mid to late 90s. And that was when I got involved in drugs and that was when at the end of catheter my time in catheter was when i went to prison and like i said i i i just sang in catheter i didn't play guitar in catheter or anything it was it was just a teenage screaming at the top of his lungs is all it was but uh i when i got out of prison i i had several bands that i tried to start and you know it was just kind of like one hit wonder local bar band type of shit really we didn't really go anywhere with any of it and uh long story short down the road i met well actually it was it was a whole different group of guys when when i started dust lord uh it was my friend cliff and then uh, a guy named patrick played the bass and there was a second guitar player his name was nick and uh we played out with that lineup for a little while. We did a demo tape. There was a short run. There was like a hundred tapes that came out of that one. And, uh, you know, as time went on, each one of those people kind of went their, their own direction. You know, they were not, not in the same place that we were. So first I got, rob to replace cliff on the drums and he's been my guy ever since he's my go-to you know we've been we've been through some stuff we tried to play a show as a two-piece once that was a disaster <laughs> it was it's just the songs just aren't they're not made for that so it right have the beat that a two-piece should have so it was just it was a mess i was really i, I was terrible but uh then immediately after that disaster uh I had known Peter because every time I saw him at shows, he always had cool t-shirts on like Bonzilla, weed eater. And every time I saw him, I was like, 
this is the fucking guy with the fucking shirts. And so, and I knew that he was the bass player. He plays in another band called Tovenar. That's also awesome. If you haven't heard Tovenar, you should. T-O-V-E-N-A-A-R. Uh, they're, they're, they're on Facebook and Instagram and all that. But, uh, so I knew that he played bass and I, I told Rob after that disaster show, I was like, we should see if that Peter dude is into it. And not only was he into it, he showed up at the first practice and I was like, well, I mean, you've heard these songs. Do you want us to just kind of play and you can just kind of jump in wherever you can? And he was like, yeah, I think I got it. And he literally played the entire set list, like almost flawlessly the first time he played. Because wow. he was he into it. He came to our shows, mm. you know, heard us, you know, once every couple of weeks for, for months and months and months. So he was familiar with it. And it, I guess, you know, that, that answered that question. He was the guy. So we thought about adding another guitar player again because i am a i am a maniac when it comes to harmonies i love guitar harmonies but it was just so much easier as a three-piece and we just had like a solid group of dudes like we all get along we we went and recorded in salt lake city with andy patterson from sub rosa for machine cult he did that one and uh it was like it was like the perfect trip to take with some dudes, <laughs> you know, like we, it was just great. Like we, we get along and, and it just works. So we just kind of stuck with three on the new record. I indulged myself and put a second guitar on it just so I could hear <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> ah, your call, you know, your music, you do what you want with it. What was it? Yeah. What was it like working with Andy? I was looking at your Instagram, saw a picture of them. I bumped into Andy shortly before uh, lockdown at a Cult of Luna oh, yeah. show. Really chill dude. Super chill oh. dude. Oh, man. I I can't tell you how much I love Andy Patterson. That guy is a... He, first of all, he is amazing at what he does. Uh, he gave us a killer deal on it, and he's just the nicest guy that you'll ever meet. We, I, I met him through, uh, my friend, Greg Benick, who's old friends of my wife, new friend of mine, but he, he's the singer for a band called bystander. And then he was the singer for an old hardcore band called trial back in the day. He's a pretty well-known guy, but he was like, I gave him a dust Lord CD he listened to it and he was like, man, if you guys are going to record an album, I know just the guy that you have to go to. It's this guy, Andy, that lives in Salt Lake. And I was like, all right, that sounds great because I have no idea of what I'm doing otherwise. So great idea. Let's do that. You know, so I set it up with him. We were going to try to get some shows on the way out there. It was kind of kind of short notice for that. So that was kind of tough. But uh, we went out there, we pull up to the studio and he gets out of his car and he's like, yeah, so Greg, Greg told me that uh, get ready to meet Dust Lord. You're going to see those guys smoke all the weed on earth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, he probably he was probably right. So we go in the studio. We did. 
I think we only did a second take one for one song. The rest of them we did in one take. We did the vocals. It was like six hours all said and done. And he was like, I think this is done. Like, I don't know what else to say. I think that it's good to go. And we totally agreed with him. And that is Machine Cult. That's the record that's, that's out. Oh, and not only that, another cool thing that happened with Andy Patterson, because he is around all kinds of crazy cool people, they went, uh, Sub Rosa went on tour with Sleep. So Rob is setting up his drums and Andy is like, hey, do you want to use Jason Roeder's cymbal? <laughs> and Rob oh, like, nice. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, hell yeah, I do. And he literally brought this thing out like on a silk pillow. It was just this gorgeous, just beautiful ride symbol that Rotor had bought on tour. And then when they got back, he was like, hey, I don't need this. So here you go, tour gift, like, and gave it to him. And we got to use it on that record also. Oh, that's so awesome. It was a cool experience. Salt Lake City. I've heard every band I know has a shitty Salt Lake City story except us our our experience there was amazing we didn't really find any like venue to play at but we the first night we were there we wandered out of our hotel room and we're downtown and there's this art gallery opening happening so we walk we're walking around in there and rob overhears somebody say man, this is so great, but I wish there was a band to play. And so we tracked the guy down and I'm like, hey man, we're a band and we have a van full of equipment that's like five blocks away and we can totally set it up and, and play. We didn't have a microphone, but I was like, I don't care. I'll just scream as loud as I can. And that's what I did. But uh, the guy the guy was into it. So we set up and it's like the the room, it was not like Doom Kids. It was like art people just like mm -hmm. random weird art people but they were so pumped to have something going on i mean they were like climbing on the tables and just wilding the fuck out and we played and they lost their fucking mind like every the whole place <laughs> and we sold like we sold almost the whole entire box like that night wow paid for the trip i was like man we don't even have to spend any money like this is paid for the fucking trip so like i said salt lake city for me personally was across the board awesome and i think a lot of it had to do with the group of guys that is dust lord we just get along great I can't, I that's help. awesome that it's such just like blind luck to walk into that and for it to go over as well as it did the whole trip was just like it, it was just meant to fucking be and every time i look at that record i i think about that how it was just like you know i i had put out a record with catheter in like 1997 and i've i'd always wanted to do another one and so that you know machine cult was was that basically my chance but again and uh the the whole experience just beginning to end we we sent it to the press at the beginning of covid so uh it was done in like three weeks like 
that from literally from when I submitted all the stuff to having it in my hands, it was three weeks, which is like unheard of when it comes to vinyl. It takes forever to get it back. I'm the I'm waiting on uh, the new the split with Bog Wizards to mm-hmm. come back. Right, I submitted that in November, and they're telling me maybe not until April. So like, it usually takes a long time. But that was just amazing how quick it came. Like everything about it, we released it on 420. It was just like the perfect fucking thing. Like, I'm pretty proud of that one. I I, I think you have every right to be. <laughs> you know, you've got the story to back it up. Oh yeah, yeah. I was before we before we got on the line. I was like. I was like, man, I wonder if I'm even going to have anything to talk about. And then the more I talk, I'm like, Jesus, I could go on forever with these ridiculous. <laughs> and it's, I just, I've, I've been, I've been lucky, you know, and just had a lot of things come together in a good way. And, you know, I, it's a lot of hard work too. I mean, I, I do all of the promotion and, you know, most of the internet presence for that band is all, is me just by myself and with the help of my wife who just navigates me through all of the, the internet that I don't understand, but, <laughs> but trust know, me, that, you might be a little bit better off not knowing how to not, not understanding parts of it. <laughs> it's just one more thing to stress about. So maybe I just best not know. No, I, I, I get far enough with it. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of hard work and then, it, you know, just my day job going to work to actually pay to do a lot of it, you know? So, I mean, I, I think we earned that one, and I'm 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 glad it came out the way that it did. Yeah, we man. Got, we only got one horrible review, but it was on Encyclopedia Metallum, and and who cares what they say think about it? <laughs> it it was uh, some guy. I think it was somebody that knew us because of the other bands that they reviewed were like Denver bands, and I was like, ooh, I bet you this is somebody that's just pissed off at us. Because this guy, <laughs> he was like, these guys seem to have this cult following in Colorado. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do you even determine that? Multi <laughs> <laughs> people. Nope, those are not real fans. That's They've been brainwashed by harsh folk. It's kind of hard to have, like, that kind of a following in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like, sort of uh, like it's weird it's just it's literally like it's kind of split down the middle when it comes to how you sing because there's a whole lot of people that cannot stand harsh vocals like right and that's all that i do that's all that i want to do like i i grew up you know when i was in catheter we were playing with bongzilla and news grush and dystopia and you know bands that that's that's what the fuck they sound like that's what i play but it's crazy that now that heavy music has become so like kind of like mainstream friendly i hate to say it, but it's true you just get a lot of people that are just into totally different stuff they they don't even get that they don't know what that is and they don't care to know what it is you know whatever whatever you're into but it's just wild how like seriously divided it is. There's not anybody that's, that's really like, Oh, I kind of like a little bit of both. It's either like, I want fucking clean vocals or I want harsh vocals and that's it. Like, 
it's 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 divided. I like both because you know I'll fuck around I, with some fucking you know obituary, but totally uh, right. you know obviously I love, like I still love Baden and fucking graveyard equally. I love both of those bands, and they're like diametric fucking opposites on on the spectrum at least of whatever heavy music is now. But yeah, I like a little bit of both. You know, I don't do clean vocals, but I can appreciate them if they're good and they don't sound like '90s grunge music. <laughs> That's just not what I'm into. It's not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just. <laughs> I'm here for the heavy. I want the juice. You're not here for a bunch of marbles in your mouth. <laughs> not. Honestly, I'm being honest with you. I'm not even here for lyrics really much at all. Like I'm, I'm here for just. I want to get rumbled. I, I just want to just get droned out. You know. So we started out in um, the catheter. Like, when did you start getting into metal? Did you find that? And like, did you have like a certain band or album that you're that you're like, oh yeah, that's the one that that turned me over. Oh man that's that's a wild story so this one goes way back to the the ancient 1980s uh i was probably seven or eight years old and i remember i had a five dollar bill and i had every intention of buying poison unskinny bop on cassette single because that was the song that was hot in like mm -hmm. 98 or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I was a little kid, you know what I mean? And my brother, who was into heavy metal, literally caught me at the door and was like, so hey, you could go spend that money on that, or you could give me that money, and I will give you this gatefold, Iron Maiden Peace of Mind record. And I took one look at that fucking thing and was like, yoink. Like, fuck. <laughs> and that was, that was the turning point. Like, that was the fork in the road where I was, I just, uh, I was changed forever. And I, and honestly, that's probably where my ridiculous harmony affliction came from. Right. Was Iron Maiden originally. And then, you know, later, with everything else so yeah that was that was the moment i don't know i was i was i was into heavy metal when i was real young and then when i became a teenager i got into punk rock and that was that was life for a long time i've always been like when it comes to punk rock i'm very i'm, I'm kind of a snob about it i'm i'm not into like traditional like ramones mm -hmm. sex pistols punk rock i'm into fucking dri and you know fucking tsol yeah yeah which is like fast faster shit you know i was always into that edgier shit hardcore a lot of new york hardcore just you know just old old fast hardcore shit yeah is great. and uh you know with catheter catheter now is much different from catheter back then it was there was a lot of crossover in it back then. There was a lot of like DB punk rock in it back then. And, uh, 
now it's just pretty much like, like full on grind or assault all the time. And it's great. They're, they're amazing. I, I, I've, I've kind of been in between both, both styles all my life. Like I'll, I'll drift from one to the other, get into speed metal for a while, get into punk rock for a while, whatever. And now I'm just, I've found that I just don't really have the, the anger in me to play fast all the time anymore. Like it's, it's definitely something that requires like a, an angst Mm -hmm. you know and uh when i when i got out of prison the last time i decided to put down hard drugs and alcohol like for life i'm i've been totally sober from all of that everything but weed for uh right around six years congratulations oh thank you i appreciate it but uh part of that Part of getting getting off of all of that had to do with me letting go of a lot of anger that I had, and uh, it, it's been good for me. It's it's been good for my life. But uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't really have that that same fire anymore. And uh, so you know I like where Dust Lord is at. Mm-hmm. You know we mix it up with that band a lot too. Like there, it's not just like straightforward stone rock type of shit you know we we'll put some fast shit in there we'll put some weird timing shit in there just it's kind of just all over the place and that's how i like it because it represents all of the the shit that i'm into myself because i i play music but i'm a music fan also i'm i'm fanatical about some bands you know that that i'm into and there's a lot of like nods to that in the music that I make just kind of like tip of the hat kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, kind of like, I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of musicians are fans. Um, it just sort of goes back. Um, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. (coughs) I was just letting you get, get through your, uh, your puff. Oh yeah, that's that's ongoing. Um, so like when um, Colorado's got like a pretty like wicked metal scene though, like all kinds of shit, you know, do metal sludge, lots of death metal. Dude, Colorado, there's a lot of amazing shit there, just of all kinds. Like so, like it's it's almost too much. It's almost like every single person you meet is in a band or is a rapper or is like, they like do something mm-hmm. that, or both, whatever. But there's some amazing stuff there. Uh, so many of the bands that we play with regularly that are our friends are also amazing bands that I look up to. Son of Grey from Colorado Springs, Green mm-hmm. Druid, Denver there's there's just so many amazing amazing bands there it's it's I, what else can you say about it I guess primitive man and, is there yeah there's tons of shit bloody incantation 
Oh, blood incantation. I sold one of those guys my four track recorder recently. Those, they're real nice guys. Yeah, they're a trip. Apparently, there's a big band uh, four track tape recorders because they want to do those one man black metal bands. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They, some of them like have some side projects and they do shit like that. I forget what one of them's called. It was pretty good. I liked it. It's Bef- weird. Uh, they- I'm- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, no. I just, it's just the need to be that authentic to make like shitty <laughs> recordings of it <laughs> on a task. Hey, hey, man, it's fucking true black metal, <laughs> you know? Real as it gets. More power to obviously like before covid but like um i felt did, did you guys go out on tour with someone like pretty big right before all this mm, no the only trips we've done was just us and they were they were pretty short we actually had a whole bunch of stuff lined up before the world blew up yeah we got a couple of things that are maybe going to still happen i don't i don't want to speak on any of them just yet because they haven't announced them so you know i don't want to i don't want to give any of that away but i can say that there is at least one festival with an amazing lineup that uh had been pushed back a couple times and i think that they finally have a, a date for it so that'll be down the road hopefully but yeah, we didn't, we didn't, I mean, we, we played around like, you know, all over Colorado, New Mexico, mm-hmm. Utah, obviously from that story. Uh, but, but we didn't really get a chance to get out yet. And then now it's crazy because not only did we not even tour one record, but now we're going to have two that we haven't even like done anything for. So. You're talking about the split or what you're work what you're working on uh, well, for yourself. The, the two that are out now, we didn't tour mm. for one of them, so it'll be interesting to see if the hype holds up. I guess <laughs> <laughs> if anybody still gives a shit when we finally get a chance to go somewhere, you know. Right. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. Well, uh, how did you get uh, to putting the split together? Because I, when I was uh, listening to it, I, I listened to it uh, earlier today. Again, it felt like there was some growth in there, like definitely some like new wave of British heavy metal, some death. I mean, the second song is like very death doom for like pretty big parts of it, so it was pretty rad. Yeah. Well, like like I said, it, everything that we do we'll always have some kind of a little like nod to someone that I, that we look up to basically. Cause I mean, that, that's what you do, you know, the career opportunities. That's the second song on there is actually kind of a, a light tip of the hat to the band Slaufeg. I don't know if you're familiar with them, the Lord weird Slaufeg. They're from uh, San Francisco and they're fucking amazing it's the the whole band is is uh based on a comic book 
which is a it's a it's a Gaelic word that I don't know how to pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. But it's uh, <laughs> you Google slough egg, it will tell you all about it because that's the whole thing. Like, uh, it, it's just like I don't even know how to explain it because it's not really like stone rock. It's like fantasy riff metal. Like it's 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 just fucking great. <laughs> It's every, every bit of it is just is epic and the lyrics are super smart and and you know about weird science fiction shit and uh, tons of guitar harmonies that was it was uh, Jeff Montoya from Catheter was was the one that turned me on to Slaufeg because when I first started thinking about harmonies I was like you know that shit that like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest do all the time? And Jeff was like, oh yeah, yeah, you got to listen to this fucking band. And he turned me on to Slaufeg and I love them. Like, that's one of my favorite bands of all time. And if you listen to them a little bit, you can actually hear like a little of that. Just like the, the structure of it is... It's it's got it's just got a little of that flavor to it, I think. I'm, I'll check them out for sure. Yeah, they're, they're they're great. Like every time I uh, knock a band off to check out, I find out about like two more. <laughs> oh yeah, and then there's like all kind. Then there's the the connected bands. There's always you know bands where the one member is in another band, or like there's just uh, anytime you find a band that you've never heard of, it's always attached to a whole bunch of other things that you've never heard of. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. The the roots go deep, especially in this genre. You know, it's funny that you said, like, how you went from being in hardcore and everything, uh, punk rock and whatnot, and then, you know, you're now you're in Dust Lord. It, it just uh, echoes something that friend of the show john hopkins r.i.p said where he said like i think he said like stoner metal is where like old punk rockers go to die yeah i mean pretty much i mean if, if you look at all those guys if you look at at wino and just and matt pike and all the all the like big time doom guys all of them came from from that you know sleep used to play around Gilman Street and and all those places in the Bay Area, like it, they were part. They played with Neurosis and like when Neurosis was actually still a punk rock band, that's where mm-hmm. they start. They were way different when they when they made their start. But uh, I mean, it's every everything is connected, you know. And it's I, I think a lot of people, maybe people that get into Doom just from the ground level would do themselves a favor to like do their homework about it look at the history of it and see where it came from because you will be fucking amazed some of the connections that you can make through that you know there's there it's just a a long rich history of how we got to where we're at right now how how bongzilla is just crushing it having not put out an album in 16 years but not a lot of people know where where those guys started out you know like it's 
same thing. They used to play at the punk house in Colorado Springs, just like little DIY venues. That's, that's where it started. That's where it always starts. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, brief, and then briefly going back to the split, are they indeed just like four like strange tales <laughs> or is it more of like a, a real life thing going on there? Well, it, it's, it's weird. I've, I've never met Bog Wizard in real life. We only know each other over the internet and telephone calls and, and all that stuff. I, I met uh, Harlan, the drummer of Bog Wizard, in the sleep group, I think, which is where I've met a lot of people that I know now. Their record came out right around the same time as our record came out, the first, both of our firsts. So I had been listening to them, you know, and uh, trying to get them some circulation because that's what you do. And uh, we were just fucking around on a thread one day. And I just said, like, yo, we should do a split or, or something like that. LOL, whatever, you know. And uh, that, that's what he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had that conversation. And I was like, yeah. And... <clears throat> just again the whole process was kind of like it was almost like it was meant to be because he was like, like yeah so i had this guy hit me up who apparently is the guy that did the artwork for red dead redemption 2 the video game and i'm like are you fucking serious and he's like yeah and he, he wants to do a, a album cover for us and i was like yeah right what is that gonna fucking cost he said you know don't worry about it all said and done i'll just say that we got a real screaming deal on that cover just because he was looking to get back into it and uh it it turned out great uh marinko milosevsky is his name uh and he's done a bunch of artwork for like like movie posters, video games, just like tons of shit. If you, you can look up his Instagram, he, he does a lot of a lot of great stuff. And the cover that he made for us is gorgeous. Basically, I was just like, yo, I wanted to do it like the old horror comics. You know, I want it to be like a just like a pulp, a pulp novel or, or some, you know, one of those type of things because it's going to be like for it's going to be our short story record basically that's you know when i read books that's the thing that i'm into i like i like short stories like collections of short stories and so i thought it would be cool to do a record like that just like let's just take four random ideas and and just make it like a you know a short mm -hmm. story basically and uh, i think it came together great like I think that the two bands complement each other well. Like they go together without being like identical. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just like package and all. I just think it's a it, it was it turned out well. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a really cool story about the art. I've just been looking at. He does a lot of uh, 
video game um like poster styles um looks pretty different than you know your album cover which is pretty it's uh dude has a range oh yeah yeah he's good at what he does that's for sure shit it even made it onto reddit oh shit <laughs> uh oh well maybe that's maybe that's uh that's uh you or one of the other guys oh it could be i don't know i i don't know about reddit so it is not i oh yeah it was one of the guys from bog wizard they posted it in the uh, red dead redemption sub uh chat on uh on reddit about it that's pretty funny it i mean he did he did an amazing job he if you if you look close in those covers there's so much going on in there like they, they, I was I was floored at how they turned out. Moving away from uh, your records and music and whatnot, um, have you what have you been listening to lately? Oh man, man! Some of my playlists. Every time I make a playlist, it's like just hours and hours and hours long. There's so much good stuff. I've been listening to Coffins lately. Coffins rules. I've been listening to some Bolt Thrower lately, quite a bit. Conan, always. Yob, always. Yob is love. I mean, I, you know, a lot of a lot of the standards. I get into, I, have you ever heard Hot Lunch? No. Hot Lunch is, is, is kind of just like a rock and roll band. Like, they're just real straightforward, but it's just catchy as hell and badass. I like them a lot. Like I said, I'm a sucker for anything with harmonies in it. So, I mean, Valkyrie had a new album that came out that was great. Valkyrie is actually at least one of the people from Baroness, I guess, and his brother, his twin brother. And they. Oh, is it the, the old guitar player? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know much about Baroness. I'm not a terrible, I'm not a huge fan of them, but. But Valkyrie is amazing. I like them a lot. They do a shit ton of harmonies. Just everything they do is harmonized. They're great. Shoot, what else? Uh, I've been I've been finding a lot of bands that I that I had not heard of previously. Uh, Pilgrim. I think they were from Connecticut. The, the singer died recently. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I just nabbed. Uh their record on vinyl um, yeah. from Target of all places. No shit, really. Yeah. They were doing like a buy. I forget what it was. It was like, like buy two, get one free. So I just like found all these, like a six great records, you know, for pretty good prices. What was that? They had that Pilgrim record there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, I got to get this. Yeah. I got, um, you know that band Winter? Oh yeah. Yeah, Tell I got their um what was up? They had that at Target. Yeah. And it's um it was a deluxe edition, so it has the EP that they put out too. And it's like what? With like a booklet and it's all these old posters where like they were the opening band and like the other bands that um that they were opening for was like kind of like like, I want to say that I, I don't have it on me right now, obviously, but I want to say one of them was like Paradise Lost, maybe. I don't know. But like they were just like 
it was so weird to see them being like the top band on this bill of other bands that would go on to just be i understand there's been some like complications with that band to keep it active but it was wild to see that and then they were pretty active for a while you know they did a lot of those like i forget what it was like worship the riff fests that southern lord used to put on and shit like that so they were and they've been pretty inactive lately but the one the main dude from it put out a record last year that's sort of like in the same vein but different people involved that was that was really good too but yeah it was a great find man it's 2021 i guess <laughs> that's wild i'm gonna have to go to target because i've been wanting record I, no, I, just, I just ordered it offline that uh that pilgrim is is super heavy there's another band i found uh called arctic they got they've actually got an eric roper cover with these like white yeti things on the front mm-hmm. that's ass super badass um if, if it's got a roper cover i'm pretty much into it like you can guarantee that it's going to be good because that dude always does good shit. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I just ordered a print from him. So I got, I, I got my wife, the, uh, the mushroom guide that he illustrated. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. It's amazing. He just like, yeah, I, he's, he's like, mushroom. he's up there for like all time favorite artist. I mean, I know it's not like anything, you know, declaratory but as somebody who grew up reading and still reads a lot of comic books you know i have appreciation for that and just like his style just it just it's so fucking good and like this is to anybody that's listening to this it's nothing weird he's got the style of like the the heavy metal magazines and the omni magazines that i used to read when i was a kid with all the like science fiction art in them you know with those weird big fat 70s lines around everything mm-hmm. uh, kind of that ralph bakshi like wizards style and, and i i've been in love with that since i was a little kid it's just it's always seemed so like sh- like strange you know just like otherworldly to me yeah i'm just attracted to that and yet everything like works you know like the there's no like weird it's like oh the anatomy or it's everything about it looks yeah like just so correct it's a perfect mood yeah roper's great i've been listening to the new dune record is fantastic i really like that probably gonna give that another listen that's a bit more if you're if you enjoy the proggier end of things, which uh, there's not a ton of like proggy doom sludge bands, but they definitely take like sort of the approach of a doom metal sludge metal song, but uh, you know throw it throw in those more progressive kind of like varied tempos and change things up and you know synthesizers and clean and harsh vocals. See, I like. I like that. I like weird shit. If it's straightforward, I don't want anything to fucking do with it. I just want to hear shit that's fucking bizarre. I, I it's want like every... um, it's like spacier Mastodon. I I want to get the feeling that I had the first time I heard Mutoid Man 
every time I hear a new band. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> we love Mutoid Man in this house. <laughs> Amazing. Ben They're Cole. great. Cole. Oh, Kohler kills it. They're so good. Uh, what else? Um, uh, this band Old was pretty good, too. I enjoyed them. It's O-L-D-E, Old, like ye old. Album's called Pilgrimage. I enjoyed that. Let's see what else? That new Sonata record. Oh, and you know what? Like I didn't. I, oh no, we did talk about it. That new Spelljammer. New Spelljammer was was very good. And you should probably check out the I Hate God album. That was good too. Oh, I have listened to a little bit of that. I guess there was a bunch of people were complaining that it was overproduced. Like. Or not not overproduced, but it was just like like the production was too clean for I Hate God. And it's like Did they not listen to the self titled album? I don't I mean, I don't know. It's what's wrong with getting a good clean recording? <laughs> like I don't know. You just want them to sound shitty? Like what the fuck? I don't know. I I don't know. I, I think people just get like a, attached to a certain sound of a band at a certain point, but you also have to consider like, what were the circumstances at the time? Were all the drug, were all of the guys like highly addicted to drugs and recording and smashing bottles? Yeah, they were. To me, it sounded like an I hate God record. Like I would expect that they didn't do anything drastic and I appreciate sticking to the formula. Same with Bongzilla, the new Bongzilla record. You know, it's it sounds like Bongzilla, and I like that. Looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, there's there's they got a couple songs out. They're good. I haven't. I I I don't know. I'm one of those people that like. I don't always check out the the release tracks because I, I like to hear it in full. You know, they're merchandising the hell out of that thing. They got so, so much new stuff out. Oh my god, dude! It's wild. Like, go broke, fucking around. Beer, vinyl, t-shirts, the special that seven-inch. Oh yeah, yeah. I almost fell for that one. I didn't fall. (laughs) I I got the record coming. Thirty bucks. How much was the seven-inch? I gotta know. Oh, uh, I didn't get the seven-inch. I just got the regular one. Oh, yeah. I did. I did pre-order the record. I gotta have. Yeah, but. I didn't even want to look at the price of the seven inch. I was like, you know what? It's going to be fucking ridiculous. So I'm just <laughs> not do. I don't even like seven inches really. I try to not buy seven inches because they're just a pain in the ass. It's the kind of record that you listen to if you like to stand up and flip it over every three and a half minutes or however long the fucking side of a seven inch is. It's just it's just not practical. Records are short enough as it is, you know? It, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of... Uh, I don't have a ton of seven inches. Most of my collection is... A very small stack. You can do, like, a fun thing with them, you know? But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have too many other questions. And just, uh, is there anything you want to plug right now? Right at the moment, I'm I'm sold out of a whole lot of stuff. But uh, if if whoever's listening to this, check us out, Dust Lord. We're uh, Dust Lord Party Doom dot Bandcamp dot com uh, on Facebook. Facebook as 
Dustlord Instagram as Dustlord Official. Come check us out, man, because we're uh, we like to play heavy riffs and smoke heavy spliffs. <laughs> <laughs> we just we got a lot of momentum, and you know, and there's more songs coming, so come check us out. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is great. I get to just run my mouth at somebody for a little while. <laughs> exactly. Cool, man. Well, all right. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. Take care. That'll do it for this chapter of the diary.
I mean, it's overwhelming. I won't lie about that. It seems it seems like a lot, but my experience has been pretty, pretty user friendly so far. So we yeah. had, we did have one. We had a disaster on Weedian's page. They let us take over and do a stream, and I melted the microphone in my phone because we had it turned up so loud. And it was just like clipping super bad, and it was just a mess. People were like pissed off. Oh shit, that sucks. <laughs> oh, that one. But I mean, it was just an equipment malfunction. You know what I mean? It was just that phone was just toast. <laughs> Do you want me to leave that in? <laughs> if you want, yeah, go for it. I mean, it's what happened, right? Yeah, it is what happened. It is what happened. Oh man, we're, we're very sorry about it. Sorry that that. that's really funny i mean it's unfortunate but it is kind of funny yeah we just went with it we wound up we started over with a different phone and went back and, and it finished it out good so we gave them something but it was it was a little embarrassing to say the least because they're like yeah just take over the page i'm like oh sure i can do that i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> You live and you learn, right? Yeah. I learned on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I guarantee you, nothing that difficult here. Oh, good. 